welcome to episode three of the Tiberius World podcast. I know, I can't believe it either. I lasted three weeks, which, you know, as some of my ex-lovers may attest to, is a lot longer than many relationships I've had. But this week he joined me in my kitchen, in which I'm kind of sitting on a stool and occasionally wandering around. I'm pretty much on my own, apart from a considerable pile of washing up that's in the room with me. I think if you're not going to do the washing up, um, I think it's almost as good to just be with it, uh, be near it. I think having proximity to the job that you need to do is almost as good as doing it. So I'm just going to sit here with the dirty, uh, dirty cups and fucking bowls and shit and just be at one with, with the dishes. Anyway, I'm talking crap again, for fuck's sake. It's too early for me to be talking this much shit. Um, what I wanted to talk to you about this week is life well i don't want to just fucking sit here and talk to you about life this is it right we're gonna have a fucking podcast where i just talk to you about life yeah yeah that's specific no i'm going to talk to you about my age um i'm at a bit of a funny age i'm coming up on 34 in a couple of weeks uh to be honest at the top of my head i know which date my birthday is but i don't know how far away that is from today <laughs> you know i'm at that stage now already where I, I kind of know stuff, but I don't know the deets. <laughs> um, but I'm coming up on 34, and I don't want you to start thinking I'm going to be fucking moaning about being 34, like being 34 is old in any way. I know I'm not old or getting old even, but what I've realised is 34, it's the mid-30s. You're established into that decade now, um, and that means I'm too old to be young but at the same time, I'm too young to be old. Um, I know that there's a term for that, middle age, but I'm not that either. I'm not quite middle-aged yet. You know, middle age is still some distance away, um, but it is approaching. You know, it's like a, um, a crack-addled rapist with a limp, like on the horizon, coming towards you slowly. You know he's quite far away, so you don't have to take any kind of action immediately, but you do have to be aware of the approach and you know you've got to keep an eye on him just in case I don't know like his leg suddenly gets better and before I know it he's bundling me into an alley and changing my life forever you know sure I'll learn to love again but I will have irreparable damage to to my ability to trust others and I guess any future intimacy will be tarnished by flashbacks and feelings of inadequacy you know so I need to be aware of what's going on and what's also happened is as I'm approaching 34, I reckon maybe the last two or three years, I've, 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 I've arrived at a couple of kind of landmark changes in my life. For example, I can no longer identify any discernible differences between most pop acts now. And I really didn't think that was going to be a thing. Well, I certainly didn't think it was going to be a thing that was going to hit me until I was about 50. You know the old adage when your parents, when you're a kid and your parents are like, oh, what's this bullshit? What's this oh, modern music? It's just noise these days. It all sounds the same. And you just can't get over how fucking ignorant your parents are to, for a second, even think that, I don't know, fucking NSYNC and Backstreet Boys sound similar. What the fuck? Not that I was listening to either of them. I was more into Steps and S Club. But I'm at that point now where I don't listen to fucking Radio 1. I'm too old for that. 
I don't listen to, to most, I don't really listen to the radio at all now. I listen to fucking podcasts all day. Um, but on the odd occasion where I'm flicking through the channels and one of the fucking music channels comes on and they're talking about the top 40 and they're showing the videos, who the fuck are these people? And I don't know, I don't know any of them. I can't identify. I'll tell you what, if you put me in a room now with every artist who's in the current top 40, I'd not only fail to recognise anyone, but I'd wonder how I fucking ended up in a crash and I'd run away. Seriously, so not only are they all the same, but they're all children. I don't know, man. I thought this was going to come later, but fuck, I feel like I'm too old to be a part of that area of life now. I've reached a bit of a pivotal point recently and I've realised that I don't really care about an awful lot anymore. I used to be quite a passionate person. I, um, I mean, my girlfriend, Sarah, she would definitely attest that I can be passionate, but not in the traditional sexual way, more in the I passionately believe that my joke I just told you was much funnier than the one you just said to me, or I'm absolutely certain that I didn't leave the lid off the margarine. That's what I'm passionate about. The thing that I am most passionate about now, at this point in my life, is the pure, potent, fucking undiluted, grade A rage that I feel for the vast majority of every human being that lives on this planet. I used to be like, I used to be so chilled. Some people that don't know me that well would still say I'm chill, but that's mainly because I spend my entire life not saying the stuff that I wish I could to people. But I used to be so chill. So 10 years ago, you could have murdered my entire family and I wouldn't have thought anything of it. But now if, I don't know, if, if, a person vaguely blocks my path in Sainsbury's for more than like three seconds. Rest assured, I'll be spending the next six hours both planning and fantasizing in the minutest of detail the elaborately violent methods of their fucking murder at my hand. Honest to shit. Nothing used to bother me, so 10 years ago if I'd lost my job, which I fucking did, I'd just think, oh fuck it, I'll get another job. But now, <laughs> If it takes me more than a second to get the lid off the fucking bay leaves, my life is over. So things are changing in terms of what I give a fuck about, right? So I now realise that I've taken an inexplicably keen interest in things that I couldn't have given a flying fuck about a decade ago. Things that I really care about now, for example, or not things that I care about, but things that I'm interested in. Things like my thermostat. The temperature that my flat is in, <laughs> identifying what that loud banging noise is, <laughs> my energy supplier and the merits of them, uh, two for one offers, particularly on stuff like washing up liquid, um, the merits of owning multiple screwdrivers, um, comfortable and supportive shoes, new socks, which is pretty much my favourite thing in the world, and the Great British Bake Off. And these are all things that are indicative of what I think is <laughs> a downward spiral into being an old fucking boring old cunt. I don't think there are two ways about it, to be honest. And conversely, I've noticed that I give 
absolutely no fucks <laughs> at all. I've run out of certain things that used to really, not rule my life, but I used to spend a considerable amount of time thinking about them or doing them or wanting to do them. And that's like making friends and being popular. Fucking who cares, man? It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. If I haven't made a friend, if, if, I've, if you're not my friend now, I probably just think, fuck it. There's no point in trying. Going clubbing, no fucking chance. It used to make me so excited thinking about going clubbing. I would rather club a fucking baby seal to death <laughs> than go to a club, honest to shit. Even standing up, right? Standing up. I used to not be interested in standing up. It wasn't like a hobby, but standing up was just something I did and I was cool with it. Now, if I know that something I'm going to have to do involves any kind of standing up for longer than the time it takes for me to stand up in front of the toilet to have a slash. You know, I haven't reached a sit-down piss stage yet, but anything that involves standing up, I have to really think carefully about whether it's something I want to commit to. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to do it. <laughs> ask me, invite me to anything. Ask me to do anything. Invite me to an occasion. Question one is, is there seating? And if the answer isn't yes, then I'm not, I'm not going to fucking have any further conversation about it. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to stand up. Or, you know, just even if there is good seating, going to a place to do a thing, that alone, I don't want to go to any places or do any things. Just don't, especially, well, no, that's bollocks. I want to go to places and do things if I have a month or two to decide whether I want to do it or not, especially if it's something I've never done before. Don't start chucking shit at me that I've never heard of and expect me to spontaneously jump and start doing it. When I was younger, I was up for anything. And I think I'm probably still up for anything, but only once I've had a monologue about the pros and cons of doing it for months and months. Don't ask me the same day. You will not get a good answer from me. And another thing, I'd... not being asleep. Yeah? I used to not sleep an awful lot. I'd be up late and I'd be up early. I was just, I'd catch just enough sleep just to keep me functioning as a human and not going completely insane. And I don't get an awful lot of sleep now, but knowing that I'm not going to be able to be asleep <laughs> for a while, oh man, it breaks my heart. Because it's the most, it's the thing I look forward to the most <laughs> is going to sleep. So it's literally my favourite time of day. My favourite time is bedtime, and not because it presents some sort of possibility of copulation, but because I get to be horizontal and still in the dark for several hours, solidly, and it's a fucking dream come true, man. And apart from, apart from going to bed, one of the things in my life that I look forward to doing the most, as soon as I get a slight hint that it's going to be happening in the next five or ten minutes I can't tell you how excited I get I count I don't I count down the I don't clock watch but as soon as I get the slightest hint that something's going to be happening soon I'm so excited about it and that is going for a shit <laughs> I'll be completely honest with you going for a shit and I don't not any old shit by the way and sometimes you get to a certain point and you can you can feel the nuances in your stomach uh, uh, the kind of shit you're probably going to have before you sit down 
you know, you've got a feeling by the rumble, by the resonant frequency <laughs> of the stomach rumble, uh, whether you're going to have a good shit. I'm not interested in having traumatic shits. I'm not interested in having shits that require too much wiping or work or, or t just too much mess or too much uh, acoustic fucking horror, you know. But <clears throat> you know the kind of shit I'm talking about, the one that is just so relaxing and almost, almost mildly euphoric. <laughs> the sweet release. <laughs> that kind of thing, man. It's, I don't think there's much more pleasure now, at this stage in my life, than crimping off a really good grade A length. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> another thing I've noticed, what's starting to change is what I think is worth doing what I think is important. So if I drop something on the floor now and I'm walking around, or even if I'm not, if I just drop something, I really do have to go through a timely process uh, of weighing up the pros and cons, really thinking it through before I'm willing to commit to whether I'm going to pick it up or wash my hands of it forever. <laughs> Honestly, it doesn't matter what it is. If I saw a 50 pound note now, and it was flat, no, not now, but if I was like walking around and I saw a 50 pound note and it was flapping like in a hedge and that hedge happened to be four yards or so in the direction that wasn't the direction I was intending to go, I don't give a shit. I'm not taking it. <laughs> I'm not going over there. I'm going over here. This is where I've planned to go. I'm not going to start like deviating from my, from my path. It took me ages to decide to even go out. <laughs> that's why I don't have kids. Well, it's one of the reasons I don't have kids, but it's one of the main ones. Once my child's old enough to move on its own, right, and it manages to get out of arm's reach, that child is dead to me. It's out of my life. It no longer exists as part of my consciousness. The only um, concession I have now to being young that I, think, that I can think of quickly is that I wear tight jeans. Because every motherfucker wears tight jeans. The thing is, though, there's a difference with me because I don't do it because I think it's cool. I do it because I don't have a fucking choice about it. Every pair of jeans I'm ever going to wear now are going to be tight jeans because they're not made. To, they're not made for me. <laughs> Clothes aren't, aren't made with me in mind. <laughs> they're, they're not. Um, my legs, for fuck's sake, they're in a real... My legs, they look like two slightly sticky um, ancient Roman pillars, right? Caught in a crosswind next to a fucking hairdresser. The fact that enough denim exists to cover them at all is a fucking marvel. I, I couldn't, I couldn't put, put it any clearer than that. There's no, there isn't a reason, logically, why a pair of jeans should exist that would not only go around my waist, but I could fit my fucking legs into. A sure sign of my age now, I think, is my interpretation of certain words and phrases. So you know, like the old adage that you see in films, people going to the psychiatrist and they partake in a word association test just to get a feel for where your mind leads. Well, if a psychiatrist today said the word moist to me, I'm thinking about the quality of a good sponge well before I'm thinking about the hospitality of a fucking vagina, honestly. You say moist to me, 
I'm not thinking of dripping like a fat fridge. I'm thinking that lemon drizzle is on point. The difference as well now is that the, a lot of the aspirations that I used to have, or at least uh, notions of what I thought my life was going to become, are vastly different to what the reality actually is. Because I think I based what I thought adulthood was going to be on the entertainment that I had, so TV and movies and stuff. And when I was a teenager, uh, and into my 20s in fact, I used to fantasise about having a local pub where the bar staff all knew my name and my favourite order. That'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Because you really feel like part of the community. But the reality is, <laughs> it's a similar rapport that I have, but it's not with a fucking barman, it's with a pharmacist. <laughs> my life is now cheers, but my buddies are fucking methadone heads and the only thing on tap is fucking antidepressants. I walk into the chemist and like, and they know who I am and they just give me my fucking thing. I just wish that I could apply that to something of something that isn't as trivial as a, a drug that stops me from killing myself. <laughs> I'd say I'm, I'm in fairly good working order, right? I'm, as I said, you know, I'm not even 35, I'm not even 34 yet. I'm not old, I just, I, I'm not athletic, you know? My stuff always kind of works as it should still. But what started to creep into my life is aches and pains. From jack shit, as far as I can tell. Like the worst of these are the ones that occur for absolutely no reason at all that you can think of. The other day, for example, I hurt my fucking knee. And I hurt it from going from a seated position to a standing one. Didn't even take a step. Just stood up and it hurt. <laughs> It's bullshit. Another thing is hair, and not the hair that you want. It's the, the, the hair that comes out of places you don't want to have. That gets worse. And I thought, again, that's something that happens when you're in your 40s or your 50s. But my fucking nose hair. And I'll tell you what, not just my nostril hair, my actual nose hair. Hair that grows on my nose. But my nostril hair as well, right? It goes apeshit. If I leave it for more than a week without trimming it, I could happily make my own fucking skipping rope out of it and then not use it. Just like a real skipping rope. So as I said, my priorities are changing now. Things that used to be important aren't and things that aren't important or weren't important are. For example, I used to be not worried, but concerned to an extent about the size of my penis. Not like, oh shit, I've got a tiny penis, but it was part of your consciousness. I wonder if my penis is okay for people, <laughs> you know? I don't give a fuck about my cock anymore, but I tell you what, I'm starting to worry about my bollocks and how long they're getting. <laughs> Gone are the days when going commando was even an option, you know? These days, if I did that, I'm liable to trip over. My fucking bollocks look like two quail's eggs in a pillowcase. I don't worry about being kicked in the balls anymore, I worry about having them trodden on. <laughs> I'm telling you man, if I ever need a skin graft, I could replace all the skin on my upper body with my scrotum and still have enough left over to make a fucking drum kit. 
also, my gusset, it's turning into like the fucking battlefields of the Somme. It doesn't matter how frequently I wash, there's just always a collection of fluids and grease <laughs> just there in my gusset. It's like my anus, I don't know, made its own mayonnaise. Homemade mayonnaise, but ended up throwing it away in a rage because Margaret said something vaguely disparaging about it at the dinner party, and she's always fucking picking holes in this stuff. She's a bitch, you know. Just because her husband is a magistrate and her daughter plays lacrosse at county level, she's a fucking asshole. Fuck her. Yeah, so gusset mayonnaise, I guess, is what I was talking about. I'm never 100% happy that I've wiped my ass properly. No matter how good a job I think I've done at the time, it just itches. And it's just like my third eye has conjunctivitis all the time. And it's not only that, but a shit is never far away. And I'm not talking about the good shit, it's the fun ones from earlier on. I'm talking about the inopportune ones. The ones that happen at the most inconvenient time and you desperately need a shit more than you've ever needed anything in your life and it happens to occur when you're not going to be able to get to a lavatory for what you are thinking and the kind of rudimentary math you're doing in your head you're not going to the time you've got until you shit <laughs> is less than the time it's going to take to get to a toilet <laughs> um, it's getting closer and closer now to the day when I actually just give up on on it and just think, fuck it, this is the day that I just shit myself <laughs> and then that's gonna be that's gonna be the end. And actually speaking of that, I'm gonna play you out tonight. Tonight. What am I fucking Des O'Connor? I'm gonna play you out this afternoon, this morning. I don't even know what fucking time it is. But I'm gonna play you out with a song that I wrote last year um, about this very subject, about just really, really needing a shit and not knowing if you're going to make it to the toilet or not. Because I like to, I like to tackle these sort of hot topics. That, um, hot topics. Speaking of, to do a shit, it looks like a hot topic. <laughs> I like dealing with these important matters, and matters of the anus being at the most paramount, I think. It's a song called The Squits, and as I said, I made it last year, and I made a YouTube video of it. But it just came to mind recently again because I've just started thinking about how much I shit, um, as, as I do. So I'm going to play that in a second, just at the end of the podcast, so sit tight for that. It's quite funny, so don't worry too much about it. But I'm trying to keep the podcast a little bit shorter this week because I went on, I droned on after nine cans of lager for an hour and a quarter. And I don't want people to feel like they can have to commit to that. This is, I've only just started making a podcast. No one's going to be given enough of a fuck about me to listen to an hour and a quarter. I mean, if you do, then God bless you. But, you know, I think I need to be a bit, a bit kinder to people. Uh, so this is going to be around half, half an ish hour, half an ish hour. <laughs> um, so don't forget to like, subscribe review, especially on iTunes, the podcast, share it amongst your affiliates and associates if you could. I'd very much appreciate it. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Um, you can do so by, you can get links to all my social media accounts through my website, which is tiberiusworld.com. You can email me through the website on the online form, or you can just send me an email if you can't be asked to do that, to tiberius at tiberiusworld.com. 
as I said last week, the podcast is now available across a multitude of platforms. Tune in, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, most YouTube uh, YouTube, most uh, podcast apps have it now. So, without further ado, adieu, a bodu. Without further ado, here is me. <laughs> Uh, talking for about four minutes over music about needing a shit. Goodbye, love you. Waiting at the bus stop in the afternoon when a disconcerting sensation starts to loom. My stomach starts to fierce like an Alka Seltzer, suffering an epileptic seizure on a helter skelter. So I try to clench my sphincter, but it's no use. I'd have a higher probability of spawning a moose, which ironically is what I think's about to occur. A 500 pound turd, all covered in fur. It had better not have antlers or I'd lose a ball. You could mount this sucker's head and hang it on the wall, like the one that fell on top of Basil Fawlty's head. Except instead of a concussion, he would probably be dead. I tried to walk around a bit to take away the pain but my ring is personal tightly that i walk like john wayne i'm running out of options now i have to lay a cable i just farted all the gases of the periodic table like 80 jars of baby food with all the lids off i can't tolerate much more i got to drop the kids off to hell with this bus i'll get another job i quit i'm going home i'm touching cloth i think i got the squits if your day's been interrupted by earth a kid if you're in the shop of all you got so do go Start on cleaning up this disaster. A feeling put.
my soul like a crater I've used the very last roll of toilet paper My consciousness can barely comprehend this shock I'm about to wipe my ring piece with a dirty sock My integrity and anus have been shot to bits I'm wallowing in pity cause I've got the squits If your day's been interrupted by earth a kit If you're in the trouble, all you got to do is go bit 